Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. Hello and good morning and Merry Christmas. We are back again and we are talking through traditions. Last week we talked about all the fun traditions around um, town that we see, songs and um, fun activities that we do around um, Christmas time, movies and so forth. But today we want to bring it home into our, you know, our Christian faith and what we do here um, and at Cross Life, as well as around our homes, some of the traditions that we instill in our families that we want to really be able to share um, Jesus with others. Mm -hmm. So some things that I think about when we um, share, you know, traditions of Christian uh, Christmas and um, things leading up to Christmas is Advent season. You know, mm-hmm. Advent season is just so important. Um, I know we talked about getting into the Christmas spirit, but what is Christmas all about and what right. it is to understand the birth of Jesus Christ, the importance it is, of it mm-hmm. is to our lives and the importance of a savior. And so I do this with um, Hannah um, every single year, but we have these ornaments, which we talked about last week. You know, we said ornaments are great to mm-hmm. put on the tree, um, but that carries on um, with a Bible verse and it tells a story about Jesus and every single day it builds upon it. So we lead off, you know, with the first part of Caesar Augustus and then kind of go through and it leads all the way into how Jesus was born, which is neat because again, she'll know the story. She knows the story every year and she gets to read the devotion with us every um, night and then put an ornament on the Christmas tree or on the wreath that we have. So it's just neat. Um, but you guys have any traditions, anything that you think of, um, that you did as you were growing up or the traditions that you did with your kiddos? We did the, or- we did the ornament thing yeah. and, um, I would always, um, it wasn't always Christmas. Well, I would let them pick out something that they liked to mm-hmm. like from a sport thing. Cause my kids are all in sports and that kind of thing. So we would have like, um, usually picked out something like a manger scene or the nativity for an ornament. And then they would pick out something that they liked and mm-hmm. just, you know, for fun. And so I have a whole just boxes of their ornaments that I thought they would want one day, but they really don't. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, But um, so that kind of thing. Also, when I was growing up further back than even my kids, and we did carry this on is we did read the story and we're going to read some of the Bible stories in a bit, but uh, Luke chapter two was Mm -hmm. my favorite. And um, so my dad would read that on Christmas you know, for us and Christmas Eve and that kind of thing. And so that was good. And we, we've continued that. And that's probably my favorite Christmas story. There's not as many, you know, actual stories of, of Jesus birth Mm -hmm. in the gospels besides Luke. There's a couple, but we're going to go through those in a little bit. So I won't go that far. Okay. How about you, Ron, Tina? For me growing up, I always loved going to my nanny's house who was like not related to me at all. Y'all know Mm -hmm. how it is. You got like Mm -hmm. people with these names. So it was one of my mom's really good friends. Her name is Patty Atkins and she was Methodist. So, um, it was fun to go to the Methodist house and see her Christmas tree because Baptists Ah. didn't have Christmas trees. Like none of the Baptist families in my neighborhood did this, but, um, the Christmas tree is a Christmas tree that these beautiful, um, usually like, um, felt, white felt handmade ornaments with gold, like the, um, rickrack 
on them. Yes. Is, you know what I'm talking about? I've and then I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, yeah, I know. <laughs> so we, we knew a Methodist, um, but, uh, but so it's like a crown and different kinds of crowns that are the Kings. And of course, Jesus, oh. the King, and then there's doves like yeah. symbols, there's Bibles and every ornament on the tree has some kind of symbol to the story. So when you guys were talking about the ornaments, like yeah. we didn't have that and I don't do that with the kids, but I grew up and I love Nanny's tree because first of all, it was beautiful. It was white lights and nobody had white mm-hmm. lights either. Like mm-hmm. in my, everybody had the color lights. And, and so it was white lights, this beautiful white tree with these handmade ornaments and Nanny made everything um, in her house. She's a beautiful homemaker and um, quilted and sewed and, and crafted and all that stuff. So um, I loved that tree and I loved getting I just explored it all the time, you know, every, all around it. I was that kid who would touch everything on her tree <laughs> and, and you could, because they were, they were handmade so that it was, they weren't hard or, um, mm-hmm. you know, breakable, but, um, but I love that. And then now with my kids, one of the things we do that isn't tree related, but Aurora really latched onto it is, um, I, and I did it through my single womanhood too, was operation Christmas child shoe boxes mm-hmm. through good, through Samaritan's purse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going and now they have the shoe boxes at Hobby Lobby you can buy, but filling up the shoe box because at that time in my life when I was single by myself, um, didn't have family to celebrate Christmas with. It was one thing I could do mm-hmm. that I felt like I was being a part of the Christmas spirit when it was just me by myself. And, right. and so we've carried that on. And here we do shoe boxes through mm-hmm. um, an organization through uh, Haiti. So mm-hmm. they go to specifically to Haiti. So now we do that. But yeah, I, I feel like for me, I mean, cause I was single a long time from when I left my parents' house to when I got married, probably 15 years and, uh, the shoe box, the yeah. shoe box, uh, love offering love gift, you know, that you could put together is a big thing still for me, I think. And, I, yeah. and that's something that we instilled too about the generosity mm-hmm. of Christmas. Um, and I think that's so important. And, excuse me, we always picked out a family or tried to find somebody through the school um, or through our church or whatever it was at the time when my children were little. And we would literally, I would take them shopping to get the things for the kids and then we would deliver them to their house. And Mm -hmm. I started doing that when I was a teenager, as soon as I started working. Mm -hmm. um, And there was a family that had really nothing um, and then their home burned after that. So they oh, literally had nothing. And so my family picked out one of the people in the entire, and then we bought, you know, all their, we, we did a lot of clothes and stuff like that because they had nothing, but, mm-hmm. but then doing those kinds of campaigns, if you will, one year we did it for, um, the PTA of the school that we were in. Cause there were a lot of impoverished kids mm-hmm. in the school in our area. So we bought sweatshirts and sweatpants and socks and just, you know, loads of stuff just for um, a grade or something like that. And we, I'd take the kids with me and try to pull them in the carts and Mm -hmm. put everything in the cart, but it was so important for them to pick up that. Um, This is part of giving, you know, part of Christmas, not always receiving. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're always receiving from Christ and we're always, you know, using those opportunities to share with them. But and I still try to do that to this day is to find someone 
who we can give to. It used to be a big joke. My kids would say, mom, you can't put all your money in every little red pot that they're ringing about because <laughs> we're not going to have any when they were little. Uh -huh. We never passed one. Yeah. And they're used the to that. Kettles, yeah. the red kettles. So, I mean, I think that's important. Not that we put a lot in it. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying yay us at all. I'm just saying that that was something that God impressed upon me to teach my children mm -hmm. that it's, you know, you need to be generous as much as you can all year round. But at Christmas time, it's just an opportunity to show them how to do it. Mm -hmm. I guess. Well, and I think they picked up on it just seeing the testimonies of your kids, you know, and the, what they're instilling in their kids yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. Nice. But yeah, that was good. It was a fun yeah. thing to do too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when to get into Christmas and yeah. the real meaning of Christmas. So, <laughs> And I'll go back to my quote, one of my quotes, because this is a really good one. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes or bags. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Mm. So that is going to lead us into what I think is um, the importance of Christmas. And I think sometimes we talk about all the fun things and there are fun things and we should you know, incorporate those, I think, because that shows our children too, but also to how the world now neglects the nativity and mm -hmm. what really Christmas is and how important the nativity is because it was the birth of Christ. But you, in songs, there are secular songs that will even X out Christmas or there's signs on doors that will X out it's Xmas. And I'm like, without Christ in Christmas, there is no Christmas, but movies do it. You see it. Mm -hmm. The schools have tried to stamp it out. Um, and sadly, in some churches, it's not even important anymore. And so um, there's two gospels that tell the Christmas story, Matthew and Luke. And does that mean that the other two have nothing to do with Christmas? And this I find really interesting because all four of the gospels really have something to do with Christmas, but it's not that they list the true Christmas story mm -hmm. like we think about it. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. So the two gospels that mention the Christmas story, and I'll go through all four of them in a little bit when we get there, but is Matthew and Luke. Um, so it's a little bit of a different perspective too. They all have different perspectives on what Christmas, but I go back to John three sixteen. We don't think about this, but think about John three sixteen is the story of Christmas in living color. That's mm -hmm. true. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will have eternal life. And so that is so important that we think about, <clears throat> what the real meaning of Christmas is and the evangelistic part of that mm -hmm. is that Jesus came in order that we might have life. And then Mark is the shortest gospel and doesn't mention the traditional Christmas story, but does say that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's the promised deliverer and that he's the savior. So all of them point to that. And the Old Testament points to it, and the New Testament tells the story. And there's 316 prophecies that are fulfilled within the first coming of Jesus. That's his birth. And, um, and that can all be traced throughout history. And the prophets talk about it in the Bible, too, about a coming king. And um, they may have misunderstood 
who that would be and what that would look like. But we misunderstand that today, too. Mm -hmm. So how how would you how would what do y'all think about how we misinterpret or misunderstand sometimes what the king is, who Jesus is? Well, even just then here and you read John 316 in the Christmas story light made me think. God really gave his son the moment Mary was pregnant with his son. Mm -hmm. That was the step of giving because becoming human, he, you know, death is there, right? Like, right. like we're, we're dead. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then you live with the Holy spirit in you. And, and Jesus of course was light and life always, but, but Jesus really gave us his son when he came to earth, not when he, not only when he died on the cross, you know, right. because like that separation became there. So it's like, wow, you know, and, um, Isaiah 60, and you mentioned like through the Old Testament, I'm always finding things now that I'm looking. I think when I was reading the Bible before I really started doing this podcast, I wasn't thinking about that as much as where you see Jesus in the Old Testament. It just wasn't mm -hmm. something I thought about. But then um, this morning I was reading Isaiah 60 and it talks about, um, oh, what's the heading? The heading is called the future glory of Israel. But then down just a few verses, it talks about bringing gifts of gold and frankincense. And I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Like, yeah, I, and it, you know, the Bible's huge. I had never caught that part before, but, <laughs> but it's all well, through it. It's amazing because yeah. the old Testament, a lot of people like to say, oh, that in the old, old Bible or the new Bible. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the old Testament points to Mm -hmm. The fulfilling of Jesus coming. Yeah. And then the New Testament tells us about him. So it's a, you know, they work together though. Yeah. And sometimes we leave that out. Yeah. When I think about King and I'll, and I think a lot of people think of King in the worldly sense, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, bad and um, coverage around the authority and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And then I, I think we also tend to, um, take away the immense um, opportunity that we have had because Jesus came to mm -hmm. us. Right. I, I, we are, our minds cannot fathom it. Mm -hmm. And when we try to, it's only for a, a tiny instance. And then we go back to our, our, our lives, sadly. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I say that only because I'm guilty of this my, myself is that when we read, when we read scripture and we read how, um, how important it is and how, how intentional he was mm -hmm. and how this was his plan from the start. Right. And he knew we were, you know, we were, we were in need of a savior uh, to have a relationship with him ultimately. And I honestly, I think we just, we, we take that King stature of Prince King of England or little mm -hmm. things like that, um, that we think of and how, again, just how authoritative they are. And there's, you know, sin in our lives and how we, pretend to either, you know, say, okay, yes, 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 sir. You know, mm -hmm. no, ma'am, little things like that. Um, and that's, that's just the easy way to think about a King, um, in people's lives. So I, I'd say that to say that, um, I think we just, we take that, um, in a way of like, almost like Disneying 
ourselves, mm-hmm. if that right. makes any sense. I'm like creating a word there, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's it. like an example of it's just Lindsay's saying, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's true. It's I mean, when fairy we think, tale. Of, when it's we fairy think tale. of a king, we think of a crown, we think of a, mm-hmm. you know, high stature. We think of someone who would not reach down to the one who is lower. Absolutely. Um, and when Jesus was born, there was hope. And in the world that was chaotic there and the timing of this mm-hmm. is very important. If you go back and read in the Bible about what was going on, the chaos in the world, then there was need for hope in the world and there's need for hope in the world now. And so the world needed hope then and hope was born and God's timing is perfect. And I think in the timing of things, we don't understand it and we may never understand how God does the things that he does or why, but we're not supposed to. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. And so what, is the importance of the virgin birth of Jesus then. So if all of it hangs on that, right? It hangs on that truth mm-hmm. that he was born because the Messiah had to be perfect, right? So he had That's to be right. fully God mm-hmm. and fully human. So if he was born the way we were born, what would happen? He'd be part of two sinners. Nature. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And so then, um, you know, he would be born into sin. So he was born of Mary, but he was born of the Holy Spirit because we needed a perfect Messiah. Mm-hmm. And that Messiah was created by the Holy Spirit. So when we when we push the real story of Christmas aside and allow other things to take its place, we miss the most interesting, exciting and the truest story ever told. And I love true stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but if I see a movie and it's a true story, I'm really drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because I believe the true story of Jesus so much that it exciting, it's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. It's not burdensome. And it's not those things that we look about in the world. So, um, so it's if Jesus isn't who he says he, he is, and there's no virgin verse of Christ, virgin birth of Christmas, then like I said earlier, there is no Christmas. So there Mm -hmm. is no celebration. There is nothing to celebrate. So we just kind of ramp up a party all on our own. Um, And so, but it's so important um, to know what Christmas really means. Yeah. So why do we celebrate? Well, we're thankful. We're grateful, right? We've gone through seasons in our lives and we just know that we need, I mean, without him, there is, there is no hope. There is no eternal life. Um, and that's a lot of what, um, I believe, you know, we, that's what others and non-believers believe is they have no hope. Um, they don't believe. And so there's just such a thankfulness, um, that I feel, and I'm such, I'm so grateful for him. So why not celebrate him? He's so important to us. Why Mm -hmm. not celebrate him? We should celebrate him throughout the whole entire year, not just at once a year too, right? By the way. So um, just because it's Christmas does not mean that you can't celebrate him and um, thank him every single day in our prayers. It should be Christmas every day in our hearts. We're going to pick up again next week. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? 
and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.